Welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time from the Superbook Sports Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by Two Rivers Ford. They always sell all new non-specialty Ford vehicles below MSRP, Two Rivers Ford, in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. The Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage, GaryAshton.com, is where you go for your dream address without the stress. Get the intel edge you need to succeed at GaryAshton.com. Superbook Sports, download the Superbook app today. Wager on the NHL, the NBA, college hoops, and the XFL, as a matter of fact. Get in on the action with your favorite Superbook Sports app. And TrueMav Fitness who will help you accomplish your workout goals, who will get you ahead of the game. TrueMathFitness.com is where you go for your first workout free as a Middle Tennessee resident. So, uh, as we look at the circumstance for the Titans, over $26 million in the hole, even though they got 16 point, you know, 16 and change, basically, onto the salary cap, as did all NFL clubs this year. Titans are still about 26 over. And they have a variety of different ways that they can alleviate this cap. There is the Tannehill contract, which comes with dead money both before and after June 1st, although the substantial uh, nature of the savings between pre-June 1 and post-June 1 uh, are enough to make you think about it, right? You save about $18 million if you cut him before June 1st. If you cut him after, you get 27. Taylor Lewan, $14 million and change, straight savings. No dead money left on his deal. He is a cap casualty. Guys like Zach Cunningham. You could even put Derrick Henry in this category if you choose to. Um, whether the team would do that or not is a different discussion. Um, I think it's entirely more likely that Derrick Henry is a restructure candidate, even as he is 29 years old at this stage of his deal. But there are a variety of different names, different contracts that you can look at with a lot of expiring or uh, final years of deals on this roster right now. So as we look around at the Titans cap situation, well, the natural question to ask first and foremost is which Titans cap casualty is most important to cut. There are four names in particular that I think you can choose from at this point. Um, Hunter Boyd says this offense without Henry is what exactly? Well, this offense with Henry uh, presently was seven straight losses. So respectfully to Derek, like let's not make any assumptions about what this offense is or isn't right now, regardless of personnel. You know what I'm saying? Like obviously Derek makes it better, um, but we can't, we can't assume that anybody is safe at this stage. Uh, and especially by nature of this offense being what exactly this offense is nothing at, at present at in real time, this offense was a wasteland. This offense was a nightmare. This offense was a disaster. And so, you know, you can't tell me this offense is or isn't anything with or without Derrick Henry at this point, uh, which Titans cap casualty is most important to cut. We'll talk about it together. It's your two rivers Ford take. Presented by Two Rivers Ford, Two Rivers Ford, where they sell all new non-specialty Ford vehicles below MSRP. Go to Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So, as you look at the circumstances for the players who we are most going to discuss as cap casualties, the players who uh, I think that you have to start with, the player that you have to start with first and foremost, is uh, Taylor Lewatt. Taylor Lewan, the uh, nature of his deal, $14.8 million in base salary, uh, zero dead K 
cap charge associated with releasing Taylor right now. They would straight up save $14.841 million if they cut Taylor Lewan. You go then to uh, Bud Dupree, who has the second biggest contract on the books. If they cut Bud Dupree before June 1st, they will uh, they will save about $9.35 million. There is a 10.85 cap charge, uh, dead cap charge, associated with Bud's contract. Now, you change that to post June 1st. Uh, for Bud Dupree, you can save $15.75 million and only incur a cap charge of 4.45 right now. It's a nifty thing, this post June 1. You look at situations like Robert Woods, who is well compensated on this roster, even if he isn't the highest paid player, he's their most veteran pass catching option. The savings on Robert Woods would be $12.02 million with a dead cap charge of 2.59 at this point. And just for the sake of doing things in an even number, Zach Cunningham on the defensive side of the ball, $8.92 million in savings if you were to release the inside linebacker um, before the season began. So of those four in particular, who do you think uh, is the one that they absolutely have to cut? Jerome says, Woods will look better this season after surgery. What did he? What does he have surgery on? He had an AC. There's, there's no injury. He didn't. He played. In fact, I think Robert Woods was one of the few Titans to play in all 17 games last year. There was no surgery associated with Robert Woods. There was no injury associated with Robert Woods. I'm not sure you're, what you're referencing there, Jerome. Uh, Joe Moreland says Dupree and Lawan put you back in the black. Uh, already uh, in ass in Woods. I don't know what that means, but uh, perhaps. Perhaps that's a reference to Robert Woods' production. I don't know. But already uh, in Woods and the team is looking decent going into free agency. Jake Barr says Lawan and Woods, the first two to go day one. Um, So I think that that this is is an interesting conversation. The cleanest deal, though, the one that we've talked about the most and the one that I expect to be first on the list is Taylor Lawan. Um, Taylor Luan, who, you know, knows this is coming, who has been talking about this on the horizon for quite some time. It's just a matter of when they actually release him. I had Taylor on the radio show, not this past Friday, maybe the Friday previous, either way, Taylor was on the radio show at some point during Super Bowl week. Uh, and I was asking him about the idea that he was out there doing a lot of media and, you know, very much enjoying the media side of things, the dark side of things, as we like to call it. But it was cool. I had a conversation with PFF. Uh, that was my first conversation. I told them that they're not um, they're not a liable source of being able to rate players. It makes zero sense to me. They gave me their case, and I think we found, it was a very constructive and uh, good conversation. However, I don't know how much I believe them after the conversation. Talked to Euro, uh, NFL Europe was on Fox, NFL Network. It was uh, a very cool experience, and so people that do have the opportunity out here and do get the invite, I believe should come because it is not only great for bringing out your brand, but it's also great from a networking perspective as well. Well, uh, but that sounds, I read Jimmy Wyatt this morning. Are you, are you in fact networking with all these networks? There are conversations being had, Mm. my, uh, there are conversations being had on both sides of the fence. I had that conversation with Jim last night 
And as I do on this show right now, I, I was talking this way where I kind of just keep saying things. And it's like, what am I actually saying? I really don't even know what I'm saying right now. So Jim is an incredible individual. He was a beat writer when I first got to the Tennessee Titans and has found himself a nice job with the Tennessee Titans. I think he does a phenomenal job. I have not read the article yet. I am not retired from the NFL. I am not committed to playing the NFL. I am truly in a position of limbo and I am truly in a position of peace right now. And I say that because I really feel like I'm in a, a win-win situation. I have a very, I'm very lucky to be partnered up with Will Compton and do Bustin' with the Boys. I'm very lucky to these other networks that would like to have me on their shows. But also, the only reason why I've had these opportunities is because of football. And I absolutely love football. And I told Jim, I don't know if he wrote this in the article, if I choose to play football next year, if I decide that I'm going to play in the NFL again, I'm going to give it 100% because there is no in and out, especially when you play off the line. If you play off the line and you're half in, half out, you look like a damn fool, and you can get exposed very easily. I take, very, I take so much pride in the career that I've been able to. All right, so he goes on at some length. He's a, he's a talker, God love him. Um, but listen, here's the deal. Uh, by the way, the primetime show made possible by the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage, GaryAshton.com. For the Intel Edge, you need to succeed. Trust the team that your favorite teams trust. The official real estate agent of the Nashville Predators is Gary Ashton. That Intel Edge can help you sell your home without any showings or staging, help you find your next home while you sell your current one in this red-hot Nashville real estate market, help you win the buyer battle and cash in on your home equity right now. Now, GaryAshton.com will get you that Intel edge you need to succeed. So, Lawan is the one that makes the most sense. Lawan is the one who, uh, you know, is the cleanest, cleanest kill sounds awfully macabre, but you know what I'm saying. Like, he is the one uh, for whom the bell tolls easiest at this stage. And when you look at his contract, when you look at the lack of, hassle or hoops that they're going to have to jump through they've never had to restructure taylor it's just been kind of a you know can it pan out and it hasn't um at this stage it's unfortunate for him i know he loves it here it's unfortunate for the titans i know that the titans would have wished that he would have been able to uh you know hold up physically better on that second contract than he ended up ultimately doing but for taylor in this circumstance he is the one who makes the most sense to release uh just because you have so little else to do if you can get 14 million right away on that 26 million that you're already over by the way they have less than a month to get cap compliant the new league year starts on march the 15th 3 p.m central time Rand carthon has to have this team salary cap compliant by that date, as all NFL teams need to be salary cap compliant by that date. So these moves will start flying fast and furiously. I imagine they will happen, at least a few of them, before we all ship up to Indianapolis for a combine here in a week from today. In fact, when next we do the primetime show on a Monday, it will be from Indy, which we're excited about. Always enjoy a week up there. Um, but look for Lawan to be among the first at this point. At least that's the expectation as we sit here today. I can't imagine a scenario where that changes very much in the next, uh, you know, 20 to 25 days. Um, let's see. Trading or cutting Tannehill pre-June 1st equals the same dead cap hit. That's correct. Jimmy Ferguson says, keep Lawan on a restructured deal. Draft for insurance. 
Um, no, I just, I don't think enough, like enough with, with the, with the experiment, right? Like it hasn't worked and you have the opportunity to just move on. I know that a lot of people, um, you know, struggle with the idea of change. I know a lot of people hold out hope. A lot of people just generally like Taylor, you know, and I totally understand that. And at the same time, you know, enough with this already. You're in a toxic re- relationship with a left tackle that doesn't play. And while I personally enjoy Taylor, and I know that I'm going to be hurting for quotes when Taylor Lewan ultimately leaves this team, um, from a football standpoint, it makes the most sense to just cut bait and go. And so with the 11th overall pick, that is the thing that makes the most sense. Now, you know, maybe Rand Carthon feels differently about that. I would be surprised if that was indeed the case, but there's always a possibility. Um, it just, it doesn't with all the different financial loops or, uh, hoops rather that you have to jump through to try and figure out Jeffrey Simmons situation, to try and make sure that you have money to sign free agents at other positions of need. This is not a a roster that is going to be able to be completely replenished by this coming draft class. It's not just not realistic. So, you know, you have to do the things necessary to move on at this point. And the thing that is most necessary to move on from at this point is Taylor Lewan. Uh, let's see. Buck coming home to Indy. Well, I'm not from Indianapolis, and I've spent more time in my life in Nashville than I have in Indianapolis, but the entire league is in Indy. Uh, I've got some college friends that are up there, and it's like our it's like our NFL spring break. It's a great time. We all love the combine. And we all love that it's in Indy, which we, you would not think is a pleasant place. In, uh, well, it's not a pleasant place weather-wise. Um, February in Indianapolis, but the entire city is built with underground tunnels. So I never have to see the light of day if I don't want to, as I traipse from my hotel to the convention center, to the bars, into the stadium. Like that's basically the whole circuit. That's why Indy is so well equipped. Uh, J street says they're 20 million over buck. I just saw it earlier. No, they're $26 million over. Um, as I look at the, uh, as I look at the over the cap, uh, website right now. Um, I will give you both their effective cap space and their actual cap space. The Titans have the, let's see, uh, that would be the 28th worst salary cap situation in football right now. They have $20.9 million. Uh, they are over rather. They have a deficit of $20.9 million in cap space in effective cap space. They have a deficit of even more, $25.33 million. Only the Jags, Vikings, Saints, and Buccaneers are in worse shape from a cap standpoint. Your roster is old. Your roster is ineffective. Your roster is expensive, and it's time to trim the fat where that is concerned. Joel Parker says, doing bottle service in an indie club. I don't like clubs in Indy. I've been to Indy clubs. I have gotten uh, tables and done the bottle service bit at an Indy club. In fact, I can't remember the name of it. Um, but no, I will be in uh, I will be in uh, St. Elmo's. I will be in Harry Nizzy's. I will be in Prime 47. I will be at steakhouses with bars because that's what we do in Indianapolis at the Combine. Um, I, uh, I just looked at it over the cap right now. I literally just read you the numbers, Jay. Uh, so there you have it. The cap space and the effective cap space two different situations at this point. The effective cap space is the thing that you need to be keeping an eye on because the effective cap space is a more realistic view of what your outlook is at this point. Uh, Cutting Tannehill post June 1 will put them in the red. Again, your financial 
terminology is incorrect, that would put them in the black. Red is bad. That's why the numbers in over the cap are uh, in parentheses in red, because that means an overage. You want to be in the black, not in the red, Jay. Uh, the Jags have a worse cap situation than the Titans if they had their quarterback on a rookie deal. Well, they've been play- paying the we suck luxury tax for quite some time in free agency. Now that they have the quarterback situation figured out, they can start to get younger. Uh, they can. I mean, they have capital to be able to do that. And uh, they have expendable players at this stage. They've been uh, trying to uh, they've been trying to uh, figure that part of it out for quite some time, and it seems like they have done so. They will be able to get cap compliant, as will the Titans. Um, it's just going to take a few difficult decisions. All right, let's move on and let's talk about the one, the cap casualty that they should keep. Let's talk about this together on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Of the four players that I named, again, Lawan, Dupree, Cunningham, Woods, who would you be most likely to keep at this stage? The Primetime Show is presented by Superbook Sports. Download the Superbook app today. Get in on the action for all your favorite teams. March Madness right around the corner. It's going to be electric. Superbook Sports is there for you to match your first bet up to $1,000, win or lose, and also to get you the odds boost and promo bets that will keep you coming back for more. Not just college basketball, the NBA, the NHL, both off their all-star breaks and ready for the second half of the season. Baseball right around the corner, as we mentioned, the XFL. So download the Superbook Sports app today. Go to superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. All right. So who makes the most sense to keep? At this stage of the four players that I named, Robert Woods, uh, Taylor Lewan, Zach Cunningham, or Bud Dupree. Well, I was thinking about this for a while. And in fact, I wrote about it at AdazSports.com. I think the case is um, most difficult to make for Taylor, even as the offensive line is awful. I think secondarily, Zach Cunningham at, an, at, a, pre, at a non-premium position inside linebacker is not a premium position. Um, respectfully to Zach Cunningham, you know, they can overpay, uh, for average to below average inside linebacker play anywhere. In fact, I don't think they should bring back David long on a second contract for exactly that same reason. My position, just because I was loud wrong on Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry is literally, uh, a record setting an NFL history making running back. I will take the L on that one. David Long is a nice player. David Long has developed incredibly well here. David Long deserves to be paid, but not by a team that's cap-strapped, not at a non-premium position like inside linebacker. I would would be completely comfortable with them moving on from both Nate Davis and David Long because guards and inside linebackers you have to be able to find in the draft. So um, I would say Cunningham is the second easiest decision to cut after Lawan. Dupree is tough. He makes a difference, and their pass rush, uh, their pass rush is legitimately special with him. One would assume that Harold Landry will be back and as close to right as humanly possible uh, by the time training camp begins. Uh, you have Jeff obviously under contract for at least the upcoming season. Danico Autry is getting older. You will need to find a solution um, to put him on a more limited snap count. But Danico Autry, as we have seen. Can still get it done. He's he is aging though, and so that has to be kept back in back in of mind. The Dupree savings, the Dupree money, is the thing that complicates him because he just doesn't stay on the field. Um, I 
I struggle with Bud Dupree releasing him outright because I have seen what their pass rush looks like with uh, with Harold and Jeff. And, uh, you know, they didn't have Autry in 2020. They do have him right now, but you cannot assume that Danico Autry is going to be able to continue to maintain this level of play at this stage. Harold and Jeff were a part of the, one of the worst pass rushes in football a couple of years ago. So it doesn't really take that much for it to go from incredibly effective to, you know, record-setting bad on third down. Remember that. So I think that uh, I think that Bud is a difficult decision, but I honestly think that restructuring Robert Woods is the move that makes the most sense at this point in time. Here's the thing. Robert Woods um, was one of the least effective wide receivers in football. Uh, the Titans were 29th in receptions by pass catchers this year. That includes running backs and tight ends. They were 29th in yardage uh, from a reception, from a receiving standpoint, receiving yards. They were 29th receptions. They were 29th and in scoring when it comes to receiving touchdowns, they were 30th. This is a, now there's all kinds of reasons why that, you know, he was never supposed to be the top option. When he was traded for, A.J. Brown was still on this roster, and I think those two would have been very, very complimentary to one another. Traylon Burks, obviously, his health did not keep him on the field long enough for that to make sense. Traylon appeared in 11 games this season, and uh, without him, they were just kind of a wasteland. It took Robert Woods, you know, some time to kind of get on the same page as Tannehill, and then as soon as that started to happen, Tannehill was out of the lineup and the offensive line kept getting him hit and it was completely disrupted. Robert Woods was in a tough spot. Now, you know, there's no question that he's not, you know, 31-year-old Robert Woods coming off an ACL tear is not a $14 million player as he would count against the cap if things stayed correctly. But the free agency wide receivers suck. Like Juju and McCole Hardman are the two biggest names out there. The rest of it is guys who used to matter like T.Y. Hilton and Julio Jones or functional role players like Zach Pascal, right? You've you've got some players. Now, the good news is you can find an affordable veteran solution on the market, but if you're going to do an affordable veteran solution, why not keep the guy who's probably on par, if not slightly better than the affordable veteran solutions? Restructure the contract, bring down the cap hit. They already alleviated some cap space last year, converting some money into signing bonus. Robert Woods makes the most sense to keep on this year's team because Traylon, uh, to put Traylon in that position is difficult. Your most experienced veteran wide receiver cannot be NWI again. Um, you will draft wide receiver help, one would imagine, and they are going to need some guidance as they deal with a new offensive coordinator. And, you know, I mean, you can't take it off the table. Potentially a new quarterback. So you're looking for sustainability. You're looking for continuity in places where you think it matters most. The offensive line is past the point of continuity. The continuity went out the window when you decided you were basically going to have to replace at least three of the five that are on that line. Continuity doesn't matter for that group because that group is already blowed up. The wide receivers, though, I think you can at least keep Woods as a an affordable veteran option. And if you can make him a two uh, to a high-end three within this offense, uh, you have Kyle Phillips, who potentially you'll get more out of this year. Who's to say? We'll see what happens with Traylon Burks and a rookie, at least one at the wide receiver or tight end position who will come in and be a part of this new skill position group. So I think of the four names, Robert Woods is the one who makes the most sense. 
Eric Alonzo says, I thought T. Higgins was a free agent. Uh, I did not see T. Higgins on my list. Can I double check? Uh, T. Higgins is not, uh, according to SpotTrack.com, an unrestricted free agent in 2023. I have a full list of players here. It is very long, so I will not read them all to you. But I see Richie James. I see Jake Kumaro. Rashard Higgins, Marquise Goodwin, who is still in the league at 32. God bless him. Mac Hollins, like guys like that. Ashton Doolin, functional role players. And then guys who busted out like N. Keel Harry, um, Marvin Jones at age 32, Randall Cobb at 32. It's just, these are not, uh, Marcus Johnson, who is shockingly only 28 years old. That's crazy to me uh, that Marcus Johnson has been in the league uh, that long, continues to get that injured and is still out here trying to, uh, Make a career. And then even still, if T. Higgins was a uh, – let me look up T. Higgins' contract situation because I, I had heard that name brought up as a uh, as a free agent, but um, I've not seen him uh, in any of these, at least as an unrestricted player. So he's under contract for 2023. He's on his rookie deal in 2023. So you would have to acquire T. Higgins via trade. Now, T. Higgins will get paid. And like last offseason, you saw teams who weren't in, interested in overpaying a wide receiver. A.J. Brown got moved. Tyreek Hill got moved. Devontae Adams got moved. Like, that's possible. But then, you know, you have to come up with the money to pay T. Higgins and the draft capital to acquire T. Higgins. So, you know, I don't think um, I don't think that that is the uh, I don't think that that is the most clean solution to your problem. You're trying to get yourself cap compliant. It's going to be harder to do if you're signing and trading for wide receivers who are going to be wanting somewhere in the area of $25 million a year. That's the going rate at this point. Uh, Dion says, we need to resign Nate Davis and keep that right side intact. If Ben Jones decides to come back for another season, that buys us some time at center. We need a left tackle and left guard in the worst way more than anything. No, I don't think they, I, they do not need to resign Nate Davis. They do not need to pay 10, 11, $12 million for a right guard. No. Nate, Nate is a, Nate is a good player. Nate has made progress. Nate was a third round pick out of Charlotte, a football program that was not around for very long. Nate came in, was a starter his rookie year, deserves all the credit in the world. Second contracts for non-premium positions. No, thank you. I'm going to be right more often than I'm uh, more often than I'm wrong. Derrick Henry is the wrong, most wrong I've ever been in my life, but I still think running back inside linebacker, interior offensive lineman, well, guards, basically centers are important. Um, but I think the uh, I think that you know I, I have no interest in in bringing back a more expensive version of what I've already seen. When what I've already seen is Nate Davis being their offensive, their best offensive lineman, um, not mattering enough to be worth uh, the money. Uh, is NPF a future right guard? No, NPF is strictly a tackle. You've never asked about Taylor Lewan playing guard. Uh, the same should be said of NPF at this stage. Uh, Dion says 10 to $12 million for Nate Davis. That's what it'll cost. Well, yeah, he's like, he's the best. He's one of the best available free agent guards. Quentin Nelson makes $20 million as a guard. Zach Martin makes, you know, probably upwards of $15 million as a guard. Now, Nate Davis is not those players, but if those, if one is making 20, the other making 15, and then you go to the next, next tier where Nate probably exists. Yeah. That's a 10 to $12 million a year player. Like it's turns out good offensive linemen, um, good offensive linemen don't come around that often. And when they do, they get paid. Now, a lot of times those deals don't necessarily work out. Brandon Scherf was one that did for the Jags this year. I thought that was a nice acquisition. 
Um, but again, those dudes don't come available very often. And if I recall, now I think Scherf was an unrestricted free agent. I don't think that was a trade acquisition from Washington. Um, Joel Parker says Nelson's contract already looking bad. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm, and Quentin Nelson is a generational player. Quentin Nelson deserved to reset the market at his position. I just don't think $20 million with a guard is worth, you know, the kind of capital that they're, uh, that they're, that they need to be investing in financially right now. Now, uh, I think that, uh, Eddie does bring up a good point. Guards are more important. Well, they're not more important than tackles. Uh, guards are more important considering the premier pass rushers in the league right now are defensive tackles. Well, that's just simply not true. They have one. Aaron Donald is the premier interior pass rusher in the league. You probably put Chris Jones at that spot. I think that Jeff is uh, ballpark in that conversation right now. But then beyond that, I mean, who are you talking about interior rush? Now, if you have guys that can rush the passer from the inside, those are great. Christian Wilkins, uh, Dexter Lawrence, those guys are good, but those are not the best pass rushers in the league. The best pass rushers in the league play on the edge. They're TJ Watt. They're, uh, oh, number seven for the damn Philadelphia Eagles is going to drive me crazy. Um, thinking about his name. There's a variety of different interior matters. Yes. Because if you can get pressure from the inside, it's the fastest way to the quarterback, but that's not, I mean, the best pass rushers don't play on the inside. Some of them can, but, uh, more importantly, um, more importantly, Reddick, Hassan Reddick. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate you guys catching me up on that. All right. So Woods, I think makes the most sense to keep. Now, that being said, we welcome in our, in case you missed it, weekly correspondent, Robert Walsh, to catch up, uh, catch us up on all the things we missed on a long sports weekend before we put Bert on the screen. Or we oh. can just go do it now. It's fine. Just keep that bar in the middle of my face. I'll tell you about TrueMap Fitness. TrueMap Fitness in the Gulch is where you need to go to uh, split yourself in half. Not like split your face in half the way that Robert just did to me, but split yourself in half. Drop a few pounds, get toned, get fit, get right. We are right around the corner from boating season. I had a f- the first conversation about boating season with some of my buddies this past weekend. Who doesn't get excited to go out on the lake, go out on the river with your crew? You want to make sure that you look good while you're doing it and the, that you feel the best possible way that you can. True Math Fitness will help you accomplish those goals before you have to get in a swimsuit. TrueMathFitness.com for your first workout free as a Middle Tennessee resident. All right, Bert, now we can bring you out of the shadows. Boating season? That's right. But like, are you just trying? I can't wait to go out of my yacht and look super fancy thanks to True Math Fitness. Well, listen, dude, you got to like, regular people don't have to look great on boats. They could just go out there and get blackout drunk, get red as a beat from the sun and mm. be fine with it. That's me. I'll I'm be not, out there looking like Robster the Lobster on the beach the whole time. Uh, I wanted to get to a comment I thought was really important that you missed, if you could kind of chime in on this a little bit. Uh, Lamar Daniels says uh, the Titans should keep Bofa. How do you feel about the Titans keeping Bofa? Well, I I feel largely the way that Lamar feels and, and that Lamar needs to keep both of these nuts as, as well. I think that I think that probably makes the most sense right now. Now, I don't know uh, whether that would be considered a cap casualty. I may need to take that up. That's a different kind of casualty, and that has more lasting implications. One would imagine. In fact, uh, you know, as I look at uh, as I, as I look at uh, the neutered animals in my home, uh, they have already experienced said cap casualties, and they don't seem to necessarily be worse off for it. But I don't know how I would experience that. But yes, keep, okay. keeping Bofa 
critical. <laughs> you don't have point. to give them that much. We can get a sponsor for cutting somebody's nuts off first. Uh, speaking of cutting somebody's nuts off, the Cardinals, they're starting off at snip, snap, snip, snap as soon as they hire their coach. Uh, do you remember in 20, I think it was 21, the Eagles hired Sirianni, and we absolutely dogged them because in his opening press conference, he prepared a monologue that he uh, affectionately stuttered through. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the combine, he told people that he wanted to play rock, paper, scissors to see the competitiveness of his athletes. That's right. I, I think this cast got him topped. Right. Let's go, man. Let's go. Can't wait, man. Can't wait. I was talking about you, bro. Everything I said. Let's go. Oh, man. They said, why do you want to take this job? Well, not many open jobs have a franchise quarterback. That's why. <laughs> Huge football character guy. So the high football character guys have to lead the other guys. Right. Like, it's going to come from me. It's got to come from you. That's how the message you pass along. That's right. That's, how you pass That's right. You know what I mean? Daily actions, man. That's, That's it. what it's about. That's it. That's it. You know? What's up, Zach? How you doing, man? Good. Long time to go see, uh, huh? Good. To see you, man. <laughs> good? What do you think, man? I'm excited for you, dude. Yeah, I know. I know. It's going to be good. What's up? Hey! What's up, man? How you doing? Good. Good. Shots. Explosives. Explosives. You can run. Hey, Calvin. How you doing, man? Good to meet you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, man. Thank you. Good player. Good player. I know it. I know it. Yeah. How you doing, bro? Good to see you, man. Good to see you. How you doing? Good. Will, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Will, right? Hernandez. Yeah. Big old guard. That's right. I like it. Good. Good. What's up? That's Wesley. Nice, nice to meet you. you. Yeah. 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 What's up, James? Good to meet you, man. Good to meet you. Man. Good to meet you. Appreciate you. Thank you for the shout, sure. dude. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, I know it. I know it. What does he know? I, I, there, there's so much to take from that. My, my personal favorite, it's not the pew, 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 explosions, explosives. You're explosive. It's not that. It's when Will Hernandez walks up and says, Hey, my name's Will. He goes, Will, right? Your name's Will, right? No shit. He just told you his name was Will. That's right. This guy is not a real person. This is You've seen all the AI stuff where they're like uh, asking an AI to paint you a picture and you describe mm-hmm. it. This is AI creating what they think a football coach looks like. No, but most football coaches are that, Robert. Like in my experience, like truly, he it is super cringy. It is super, you know, dorky. It is super... Yeah, they're putting it out there. I think the caption that the the tweet that came from the Cardinals account was something to the effect of players coach, right? <laughs> when he yeah. doesn't even when his greatest response to Will Hernandez, well, oh, big guard right here, pats him on the chest like he's a prized cattle or something like that. <laughs> Blue like, ribbon. Here's the thing, okay? Like most football coaches are like that in my experience. Uh, having dealt with them at press settings, having dealt with them outside of those. They are much more like that than they are like, for example, Mike Vrabel, who may or may not be a sociopath, but at least he's got some energy about him. So we'll see if it works out. He's got a lot of stuff to do. we got a long offseason. He'll have plenty of opportunities to embarrass himself further. And hope I hope he does. I enjoy stuff like this. I like yeah. watching other people be cringe. It makes me feel a little bit better about myself. It worked out for Sirianni. It did work out for him. Uh, something else that worked out over the weekend, you had no football, supposedly, but the XFL was back. And I couldn't give a damn about what happened on the field personally because the off-the-field antics were pretty entertaining. You see in the back of the end zone right there as they have a tradition here amongst Defenders fans. And that is they make a beer cup snake out of their empty beer cups 
and the stadium security took it away from him. So now the fans are revolting. So in a revolt, the fans are throwing lemons. Yep. The referees are clearing the players off the field for player safety. The fans say, give us our beer snake back and we'll stop throwing lemons. I, I think it's a small ask. We're in a stalemate here. I really do. Who's gonna, who's gonna fold? Who's got the power to give the fans their beer snake back? They're having none of it. Harry needs to get over there and get one of those lemons and take a big bite into it. See how fresh it is. There he is. I see him going over. Third and 16. Here comes the pressure. Intercepted. Michael Joseph with the pick six and the flips. We'll give you some style points. I love everything about that. You remember the beer snake, right? Like they had Oliver Luck when he was the commissioner of the league out there yeah, you know, with the beer snake. You know what I'm saying? See, Give them the beer snake. We can make a plan as, as a community. We just need to rethink this. Next time, you can make another beer snake. Like they, they, it's not a feasible way you can't get more cups and create another beer snake. But I love everything about that. I love the fact that when they score touchdowns, everyone throws their entire drink into the air. Yeah. They are making so much at the concession stand, Buck. There's no way the XFL can fail if they have to get all these people drunk and they have to throw the ball every time there's a score. Now, wait, explain to me why they have whole lemons. Oh, okay. That was the other great part because, like I said, the concessions are making money. They were selling, uh, I think it was called a spiked sea dragon for the Seattle Sea Dragons, which came with an airplane bottle uh, and a half a lemon inside of a giant cup. Okay. So three different ways to do it, baby. How you want to do it? You want to throw an airplane bottle? You want to throw the whole cup? Or you just want to throw the lemon? They're giving you options, and I appreciate that. I, I do as well, except, you know, largely uh, fruit like that would often turn into projectiles uh, in some form or fashion, which turns out exactly what happened in the XFL. Give the people their beer snake or they will throw lemons at your head. That's basically the moral uh, lesson from the first week of the XFL. I didn't watch a snap. I didn't watch a single snap. That's as much XFL of a, as I've watched uh, this entire weekend. And I, I think, honestly, like, because I know you and Lucas are probably going to start peppering me on the radio show with XFL stuff. I'm going to be agnostic. I have no interest in spring football. Ah, boo, nope. boo. Can Not I give you me. a fun fact? Can I give you a fun fact? I gave it on the radio show today while you were off playing tiddlywinks or whatever the hell you do when you have time off. Uh, literally, I, I don't know what to do with myself. I, <laughs> Luke, Lucas knows how much I hate off days. Like I just, I, I was in my house all day going insane. Well, I'm glad you were going insane because we were talking about Pax Paxton Lynch, first-round quarterback out of Memphis. He has set a record, Buck. He has now been benched in the NFL, the CFL, the USFL, the XFL, the Arena Football League. No. He has been benched in every league he has played in professionally. Never benched in college, but God, I wish he was because oh that my. is an incredible record. Good for him. Indeed. Good for him. All right. Is that what you've come prepared for this week's in case you missed it? I think that's what I've got. I can get out of here. Excellent. Well done by you, as always, Producer Bert, making it happen.
Okay, well, that is going to do it for us tonight on the primetime show. What? That's what not happened? how we do this. I'm just supposed to hang out with you, like like look at the TV and smile. No, you're supposed to get the hell off the screen. <laughs> we still don't have a clean way to do that. It's going to drive me insane until we do. We'll figure that out. I uh, I don't know how to. Honestly, maybe it's better that it's jerky. It's just it's straight up hitting the eject button on him. I don't know. I don't know if we need to make it more seamless than that. Regardless, uh, thank you guys, as always, for spending your time with us. Thank you to producer Robert um, for making the show possible. We are back at it on the radio show. I'm back off of the mini uh, vacation weekend. I went insane uh, sitting in my house, basically talking to the cats and the plants in my home. It's what I imagine my retirement's going to be like. I'm just going to be yammering at things, inanimate objects at my house. That's what I imagined. Uh, the future holds for me. But in the meantime, I'll be yammering it at an inanimate object in a radio studio from 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone. You can come hang out with us, with Robert, with Lucas, with Mike Giardi of the NFL Network, and a great time will be had by all. If I don't catch you on radio, we are back tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Central Time or thereabouts for the primetime show. See you guys. Well, are you surprised to hear that? <laughs> Certainly not. The first year we took it to the limit. And I was in Miami with my new beach house. Well, it was a couple minutes from the beach. It's been 20 years since then. We haven't been too strong in the last few years. Oh, we've been strong. We're just playing by the rules. You can't have a newcomer come in and steal a show.